that really escalated in a direction I did not foresee and very now, fast. Welcome to Rubber on the Hedges podcast. I'm Kaylin. We got to start that over because you weren't close enough. Well, welcome. I got excited. Uh, you guys, I have two more bites of pasta. Finish your pasta. And we can start Welcome to Rough Around the Hedges podcast. I'm Kaylin. I'm Adam. And I'm Christine. <laughs> oh boy. Today we're going to be talking about plant trends, etc., etc. Hooray, everybody. Today is a blazing hot day here in the Twin Cities. Day number two in a row. Mm-hmm. Like 100 degrees. And I was working all afternoon, most of it, in the greenhouse, which also happens to concentrate the sun's rays. And create a heat box, which is... A heat box, like a beatbox? Exactly. (laughs) That's what put me on to beatboxing today. So I was beatboxing in the thousand degree greenhouse while I was trying to keep the plants from dying. Did the plants appreciate it? Just the question. I was like, I'm going to propagate this giant... Or they just like, let me die. I'm going to propagate this giant totem of syndapsis that just no one has bought for... I don't know, we've had it for years. And I just cut it all the way down and I I made... I potted up like, you know, three, four flats of syndapsis, the syndapsis argyria, I think. Argyreus. Argyreus. And those came on like these giant wooden poles, which I just don't support. I don't support the giant wooden poles. I feel like they're too, they make the thing top heavy and then they slowly rot from the bottom up. And then if the plants actually, I don't know, I just don't like the way growers put thousands of cuttings into a single pot and then train them all up a pole and they're all just get crushed together oh no that's what i've been doing well i mean you can do it with a trellis but when they're all just like we have that many cuttings on a pole it just breeds conditions for mealy bugs because they're all compressed to get like all the foliage gets compressed together and there's not enough airflow going through there i suppose i don't have enough cuttings together to make me have mealy bugs i don't have mealy bugs well I feel like that's a plant trend right there is like the way bugs. No, like the way growers always pot like four Monstera deliciosas in a six inch pot. And you're like, dude, right. How, who's going to grow? How are you? How's that going to work? That's the uh, conundrum I've been dealing with at my house because I was like, oh yeah, let's put eight cuttings of this vining philodendron in a six inch pot and it's like yeah i'm happy i'm good and then all of a sudden it starts to dry out faster and like the plant's not even like trailing that much and it's just like i need a bigger pot and i'm like i don't want to put you in an eight inch pot i've done because then you got to take care of an eight inch pot and you got to find a spot to put it yeah and for hanging plants that gets a little dicey doable but dicey oh yeah i'm not a fan of the wood planks um i just they look cheap i've been yeah, I guess I, I would agree. I would agree with that. But mostly it's because like, just so heavy. It's like mm-hmm. that thing's going to be so you didn't, you basically have to lean it up against something or put it in a really heavy pot or like just balance it so it stays perfectly vertical. But yeah, I just feel like it's not practical. Maybe mm-hmm. I've been using just like the mesh that I use to make cocoa poles, but instead of like closing it into a cylinder, I'll just like staple it on or I'll just like staple the cocoa fiber onto it so it's just like a flat it's almost like you're still using the board no i'm not using the board i'm just using the mesh and then but i'm keeping it like partially curved so it fits in the pot how are you using a staple to attach that i guess staple isn't the right word i just meant like like use a i'm using zip ties to like poke through the cocoa fiber and then zip it it's just really hard to describe this. It's like it, the result it's like is like an unrolled flat, moss bowl. Yeah, it's like a flat growing surface. So instead of like a cylinder that's 
harder to keep the plant from just falling off of. It's a flat piece of cocoa fiber supported by the mesh, like wire mesh. Yeah. Mm. It, it makes it hard. It would be harder to extend it in the future if I wanted to do that because it's like it doesn't have the same level of in structural integrity as a cylinder. When you like wrap it into a cylinder, like it creates a structure that's not going to just like fold or collapse. Um, but it, it does work really nicely to make sure that the growing surface is nice and wide rather than using like a giant cocoa pole, just like a f- you use less material and make something flat. They have not too give amazon any more money but the have you ever seen the like half moss pole they're like plastic and they one side's flat but then the other side's a little more rounded mm-hmm. and then you shove either you know whatever substrate you're doing the moss or the cocoa core or whatever or fibers that's a fine idea i'm still not keeping moss wet though, i have a couple so of those i have a couple of those because eve was that's what she uses to make moss pole in leka so she puts that in a fills like up to the surface level and then does moss the rest of the way so i bought some to follow that trend and now i just have them sitting in a box not using them no <laughs> I, I use them i use them once for an apple syngonium and it was working just fine i just mm-hmm. haven't gotten back to it no i think those things are awesome i mean those are great but it's just that I'm not willing to pay for those. Like I can get a roll of the wire and a roll of the cocoa fiber for bulk prices. And I can make like dozens and dozens of poles. Thousands. Exactly. Uh, Do you feel like people are shying away from the moss poles at this point? Just not doing moss poles, using something else, figuring something else out. People sick of moss poles. No, I'm not. (sighs) So sick of them. Well, I would say it probably just reflects some of those trends, like what plants are trendy to grow. If like a Monstera elbow and a pink princess is the most trendy thing, then it makes sense that moss poles would be in fashion because those are both pretty much, you kind of need to climb those things. Like the pink princess does, it does well. They do well for a little while with supporting any support. Right. But then if you want to grow it long term or you want to grow it out to specimen size, like you kind of need something to support it with. So maybe that would reflect like if allocations are trendy right now, like you don't. You don't need a moss pole for an alocasia. I saw someone put an alocasia on a moss pole and I'm just like, why? Why? Hmm. You know what I do want to put on a moss pole? Not an alocasia, I hope. A Hoya. Oh, yeah. I want to do like what you have, like a big round, like four inch moss pole and just stick it in a pot with like a single Hoya strand vine Mm. and just like keep wrapping it around and see how one, see how tight it gets and two. Mm. Or it's like a super duper duper trellis kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that would totally work if you could get the, the vine to wrap neatly around. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have to have the circumference be wide enough that you could wrap it around at sort of a horizontal level rather than like two. That way you can get, cause that was the issue with me with putting up anything that grows as fast as a Hoya on a moss pole is like, it's just going to reach the top of that pole so fast. Mm-hmm. If it grows straight up. But yeah, if you could get it to wrap around, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I'm going to try it. I don't like, know what. To do it like with just like a solta or like a grow light right on top of it. So it's just growing like perfectly all the way around in a circle. Yeah. That'd be cool. Speaking of grow lights, are those stupid plant halos over yet? No. That trend? Someone, I don't know, someone was posting in the Facebook group and I saw that they had a halo light over their plant. They didn't even have it on. I was like, why? Um... I'm for, I mean, like we're just starting to, we were just starting to sell grow lights at Highland and I, sh- I probably should have been consulted. I feel, I feel like 
I just wasn't there when the decision was made. And I so, was not consulted. Like, no, I just would have had a lot of good tips to like what kind should we supply in the nursery. But did they end up going forward with that idea? Yeah, just they just wound up with ones that I probably wouldn't have picked, like the ones that have the built in kind of cheapy timers on them. Like they could they're still the, the lights will still absolutely work to row plants. It's just I know we've talked about this in previous episodes, but just like there are it is always sort of a gamble when you're just like picking random LED grow lights. Right. And there was somebody on the Facebook plant group today who was like, why is my Adansonia yellowing and losing all its leaves? And I everyone else is like, is it overwatered? Is it overwatered? And the poor girl pulled the plant out of the pot, disturbed its roots. It was fine. But like I was the one who was like, what's the lighting situation? And I actually convinced her to take a light meter reading with a free app on her phone and she downloaded it or whatever. And it was like 25 foot candles. And I was like, no, <laughs> uh, for people who aren't familiar, you want 400 foot candles and she was getting a 225 reading. So yeah. that's basically might as well just put your plant in a windowless bathroom. It would probably do better. <laughs> and then she had the light on for eight hours. I was like, it needs to be on for 16 hours. You need to put the plant under it and you need to add a second one. And then we'll, then we we'll can talk. talk. Yeah. Then we can talk yellow leaves. Yeah, but no, those plant halos, somebody else was like, oh, I want to get some. They look so cool. Like, yeah, they look so cool in a museum. Maybe they're not going to grow your plants. They are not strong enough to grow your plant. Oh, don't give those stupid plant halo people money. Right. Yeah. I guess I didn't even realize that was a trend. But what about, okay, what about this, you guys? Those apps that um, purportedly can like diagnose plant issues. Oh, like plant like, yeah, where you take those a picture are, or those, whatever. Those are like, not reliable i always you know i always laugh because the ad for them that i see either on instagram or tiktok mm -hmm. or whatever they're like needs milk oh my god what and then they put milk in the plant in the oh. ad <laughs> i mean you get me to build one of those apps because i would just do it to fuck with people like you i need, almost feel like they don't need, need you for that freezing you're doing that you already that plant a mr freezy <laughs> strawberry <laughs> strawberry or pineapple flavor only mm -hmm. your can't your plant needs more cowbell yeah. <laughs> uh, Blue raspberry. Um no, like the, the problem with the plant care apps diagnosing shit is your yellowing leaves could be like five things. Right. At the least five. And you have to answer so many follow-up questions that you then have to be truthful about. And like people are like, Oh yeah, it's getting enough light. No, Number one, no. Nobody understands light. Even as a human who has eyeballs, you can look and see, oh, this plant is getting light. <laughs> Okay, it's 10 feet away from a window. That light is not reaching your plant. Even if your eyeballs say it is, that plant is going to disagree with you. Right. Well, I just feel like it sometimes even causes more problems because I just have this one example of this kind of older lady that came in and she was like, she brought a piece of like a sample of something. It had some white little flecks of residue on it. And I might have told the story on this podcast already. So please forgive me if I'm being redundant. But basically she brought it in and the lady at the counter was like using her plant app to diagnose it. And it was saying like some sort of deficiency, but I started talking to the woman I looked closely at it. And it was just like something that felt, it looked like little husks and it just fell right off the plant. It was not any pest that I could recognize. And I started questioning her about like where she, she's growing these petunias. I think it was just a basket of petunias. And she was like, well, there's a bird feeder right above it. Oh, and I was like, these are flakes of bird seed. Your yeah. plant is okay. Because <laughs> I was like, well, is, it, is it declining? Is it not blooming? Is the foliage okay? And then I was finally like, well, what's around it? Like, what are you keeping? Where are you keeping it? 
And I was like, okay, this plant app is telling you it's iron deficient, but literally <laughs> it's just bird feeding above it. Right. I don't know how many times, I mean, not like a million times, but definitely a few times people have posted pictures of leaves, like a Hoya leaf being like, what pest is this? And it's like these two perfect little like holes in it. And I'm like, do you have a cat? Nom. <laughs> Nom. Like, oh yeah. Do you think? I'm like, yeah, it's definitely a cat. I have those holes in my Prolinura. Yeah. Somebody I was helping someone in the gardening group because the, the gardeners are good at gardening. They fucking suck at houseplants. <laughs> you would think their plant knowledge would transfer over. It does not. Oh, my mom's one of those people. It's like, why are the leaves falling off? And I was like, well, it's an outdoor succulent. You're growing inside. That's the problem. But like looked a little closer, asked her about light. Like turns out it had fucking thrips all over oh, it. Oh, no. And I didn't look close enough on the photo to like see them. But then I like actually like pulled it up and looked closer. And I was like, those look like they look like sea monkeys. So I was like, hmm, I wonder if these are like the molts of thrips. And they were big, too. I sent the picture to Christine. And she was like, oh, yeah, that lady has thrips. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you have pests. Like, it's, honestly, throw it the fuck away. It's not worth trying to save. Honestly, I, and it sucks because I think the people downloading those apps, it come, it's coming from a good place. It's yeah, like, they want to learn. Right. They want to, like, do something to help their plant survive. But right. a lot of times it's like, OK, first of all. There's like a bunch of different kinds of thrips First, mm -hmm. you know, that there's no way this app can tell the difference between those. There's a bunch of different types of scale. And I doubt very much that he could even tell the difference between like fungus gnats and mealybugs, you know, at the end of the day. Who can't tell the difference? <laughs> I'm just I don't know. So it's like, it's hard for me to totally just diss on them. But it's like the people, I want to talk to the people that are developing to find out if they're actually... Plant people. Yeah. Now nah, they're just looking to make a quick buck on advertising for their app. Yeah. Whip together. Moral of the story, join a Facebook group or a community of sorts. And Get some plant friends, everybody. Just somewhere you can send, post a picture, be like, what's wrong? And then you'll start like, a whole thread of I need to start helping, helping people and then commenting my Venmo handles. So like, <laughs> send me some money for helping them. Make some money. I know what's wrong with your plant, but I'm not going to tell you unless you send me 45 <laughs> oh, people are so cheap. I'd be like, $3, I'll tell you what's wrong with it. And then they're still so not going to go for it. They'll just listen to the person that said it's overwatered. Or it needs a bigger pot or it needs to be fertilized. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Your plant's on the brink of death and I could help you. But I won't. <laughs> Although there was a time my friend was like, what's wrong with my pilea? And after checking all the other things, I concluded that because it was in LECA. Was it was like, the fertilizer. Yeah. I was like, you actually need to fertilize it. Shit. That actually was the answer for one question. But like... Mm -hmm. a, did that myself. I had lived through that experience. Like I had seen it, realized it, made it happen. Right. It wasn't just like, who needs to be fertilized? Which is kind of how everybody in the Facebook groups goes about giving plant advice. Do you guys think that grow tents are a trend? Grow cabinets? Yes. And they were. I don't know if it's. Well, as I've, much I've as seen that. a lot of people selling off their cabinets because they went a little hard and bought way too many. Well, it was one of those things like, he has it in stock. I got to go buy one. Yeah, but you already have five. Right. Why do you need two more? Because it's going to run out of stock again. Yeah, but you have five. <laughs> and then you have all the power. When they're out of stock, you can say like, I do have this Ikea cabinet. I'm going to sell it for $100 above asking. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, people, if you had a fully built one back in the height of the craze, you could sell it for $700, $800. People would pay it. You know, and I did have the brain, like, what if I put one together, get all the lights situated and then just sell it so someone else doesn't have to do the work. I, I mean, Adrian, when I built my shelf was like you should offer this as a service that you would like come in and build Together. people shelves for them that'd be kind of a cool business like i don't know if there's enough 
demand for it, but like people aren't going to pay for it. That's the thing. Pay for someone to come in and design a terrarium, but there'll like, be like the one or two people that will pay for it yeah, who live in Minnetonka. Yeah. But then I feel, like, I almost feel like if you don't design it yourself, like it's going to be hard for you to understand how to really take care of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, people just follow you know what everyone else buys to put in their cabinet, and they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes have success, and they sometimes don't. Right. But then they don't know why. Do you guys feel like the technology of grow tents is going to like ever fully change? Do you, think, do you ever feel like grow tents will just be a thing of the past for houseplant people? Or do you think that like they're really going to stick around and be like a constant source of... Oh, they're effective. They're effective. Yeah. yeah I think oh, at the end of the day, the humidity boost, the controlled lighting situation, like that's... Mm-hmm. Is it a grow tent proper? I don't know. But it's definitely going to be... People will have something that they put their stuff in to have those. Right. Yeah, because like oh, I couldn't grow my brevimosa outside of a tent. It just doesn't it doesn't like ambient humidity. It needs humidity to grow. Right. So like I can't put it in an IKEA cabinet because IKEA cabinets are too small. So I have it in a grow tent. Do you guys know how long those grow tents have been around? Like for for cannabis growing or decades? I mean, I've been... I'd be curious to find that out because I feel like I didn't start seeing them until maybe 2020. Right. Maybe. Sure. And I had been growing plants and like been act pretty active online for like a few years before that, before that point. So. Grow Tents Depot has an article called The History of Grow Tents. They were, well, oh, it says the first grow tents were invented in the early 2000s. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't surprise In response me. to the growing popularity of indoor gardening. <laughs> gardening. <laughs> I don't know, because it, the, they are sort of like a piece of technology that I could see sticking around for a really long time. But I'm also curious, like, if the technology is still advancing and making them less, you know, more mold resistant and I don't know, more reflective or better at insulating all of those things. I feel like you're hitting points that don't necessarily need to be crazy improved on. Like, I feel like technology is going to be something that advances more than those other things. Like, you know, in 20 years, we'll be looking at, you know, a fully automated setup comes out of the box, you know, that'd be cool. Or like, like, grow lights that are more intelligent and can like I like how you're spinning this episode to go into the AI thing that you wanted to talk oh my God, about stop Adam <laughs> you weren't supposed to realize that until it was too late I'm, gonna, I'm too smart for you topic, so let's talk about the variegated fiddle leaf fig <laughs> is that a trend yeah it's a trendy plant they're like $250 right now I've never seen one what they're sexy the first time I saw one I was shocked Oh yeah, I was shocked. I, I was like, Didn't you no send way. that to me right away. I don't know. I like we talked it was about like it. Year, no, it was like years, years, years ago. Yeah, we've been friends for years. That's true. <laughs> so it's certainly possible. But I do remember being like, "That's a thing. No way." Oh, I mean, of course it's a thing. There's literally a variegated version of every popular house plant out variegated there. Variegated golden pop. Oh, they came out with a new one. They didn't. They came out with a new like, variegated golden pothos. I there's, shit you not. There's like two or three right now that people are going crazy over. Yeah. Hang on, I can Stop find it. making new pothos. I know, like I keep finding things like, oh, and every single alocasia comes in a variegated form. And oh, like you can get a variegated silver sword philodendron now. Oh, that's and cool. I'm just, what do those look like? They look like a silver sword with variegation. Um, a small personal win for Kayla and I finally got my silver sword leaves to size up and I'm finally not breaking off every leaf that comes out of that plant. Oh man. Um, I have to not touch it. Lemon pothos is one. What does that one look like? Global Global green. green. Yeah, it's just global green with the switched. Oh, okay. I think that's the one that I've been seeing a lot of people ask for recently is the lemon meringue. 
Uh, the silver sword variated just looks sickly. Does it? Yeah, it looks, it looks like, like a virus. A, yeah, it looks I like just a heard spider mine. People talking about it. I bet there are some good ones though out there. It's kind of like if you just switch the colors of a pink princess. It's that same like marbling. Oh, but instead it's like a light yellow with the color of the silver sword. Oh, well, that's what the $1,758. Holy crap. Yeah, Monstera not... X. That's, um, sorry, when I was looking at the variegated fiddle leaf fig, it just reminds me of a triangularis. A little bit. Way larger. A larger, larger version, but yeah. I'll take the triangularis. Yeah, once the variegated fiddle leaves are not $250, I'd get my hands on one and grow it for sure. I love a ficus. It'd be crazy. like nine right now. It'd be crazy to see one like grown to scale. Like grown, like grown to scale. Yeah, like grown all the way out as grown a full size. Yeah, either way. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. grown in a in a giant glass house or grown outside. Oh, as a tree. The, yeah. Put it put it up at Mall of America. Yeah, exactly. Like Universe. You'll get mealies. But you wouldn't see Sorry. them. They'd be they'd be they hide on the white because oh, yeah. they'd be white. <laughs> no. I wonder if there's a. I wonder if there are var- variegated conifers out there. Oh, like a pine tree. Like a variegated Norfolk. Hmm. Well, are the are the, like the blues. Like considered a type of variegation, Whoa. like a blue spruce. Yeah, <gasps> I don't think so. I well, think it's like the, the blue, silver hoya thing. The blue, no, it's the silvery blue on the conifers is like a coating on the outside, like the mm. like those, like a powdery coating. Mm-hmm, on like a on a <laughs> wow, I can't remember the word succulent. <laughs> on a succulent, it's sort of that similar thing where it's like protection mm. for the leaves. Gotcha. You know, then touch the leaf and. Brush it away. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Monster I am. Messes it up, Kaylin. I don't like having fingerprints on my succulents, so I've learned not okay. to touch my echeveria. It's really hard. Not I thought you were talking about trees for a second. <laughs> and then I, my brain went to, because my dad has a bunch of those blue, blue spruces. Is that mm-hmm. what they are? They're really um, pretty. And having to mow in between them but as a kid. Oh my God. We had to mow between trees like that too? Trying, like trying not to freak out if like a garden spider like fell on me or something. Cause oh, I never paid attention to Terrifying. Things. The garden spiders are the real big, like yellow with the massive being legs. Mowing in my shorts, and yeah. then the tree brushes you, and you're like, <laughs> but to have a blue spruce that has pink variegation, like, ooh, sign me up. Can that you imagine be- the Christmas tree? Like, if you could sell those reliably for Christmas trees. <laughs> Holy crap! That's what I'm just, I'm just not even sure. Like, those things have genetics that are capable of mutating in that way. Why well, not? But, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, once you, we're gonna get into conifers now, everybody. <laughs> Watch us become arborists. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's worse things in life. Seeing all these variegated, like these popular plants come out with the variegated version, like the variegated Spiritus Sancti, the variegated, I feel like they like crossed a Jose with a UPI and now the UPI is variegated or something. I don't know. Just some crazy stuff going on with that. Mm. But I don't know. It, it just makes me start thinking like, okay, if all of these are possible, maybe if we just what start, else is possible? Like <laughs> if we just start tissue culturing like random things on a mass scale, we're going to just keep finding. My mom's willing. She's got an x-ray machine. We're going to do it. Was whatever it you want to try. We were going to x-ray. We were going to, yeah. yeah, I can make a bunch of Hoya cuttings or we can do whatever we want. Yeah, I got some dragon scales. Let's do those. Yeah. I don't know. It's just sort of like when we're talking about, if we're talking about plant trends. Stingrays, all those corms. Can we, we stingray? X-ray the stingray corm doesn't need to be a baby plant. Like it would work on the corms. As long as there's living tissue in there, you can probably, even even just like seeds, I bet, you could just like wow. blast with radiation and then germinate them right, and just Teresa, see what happens. Get ready. <laughs> Here we <laughs> come. All right, how about anthuriums? 
Oh my I feel like anthuriums are, are trendy right now. Trendy right now. Been trendy for a while. I'm also like waiting for the prices to go down, but also like fancy ones are still just like can't keep up because everyone's hybridizing everything. Well, and that's so annoying. Like million to pick from. Like just to keep the name of the plant simple, I'm not gonna get like a duck walk cross with an ace of spades cross with a something else. Like no, <laughs> no. Or like well, that's at that point, my, you my should just come up with a name cross, and then my other parent is this other cross. So my plan is four. No, no four names. No. I mean, I have a crystallinum, I have a magnificum, and we're keeping it that way. <laughs> I don't know. I think that sort of provides a really f- useful or av- like it provides a good avenue for hobbyists to get into like cell germinating, like uh, hand pollinating and germinating seeds. Oh, sure. Um, but we're going to have to start um, providing like breeding certificates with our plants if people keep just crossing yeah. stuff. But it also like really muddies the field. Like it's like, whoa, what are we even working with? I've never really been an anthurium guy and they've been popular for years and years. I mean, ever since like I first, I mean, some of them are really attractive. I really liked the Regal when that one made a big splash, like Regale, Regal, I don't know what how you pronounce it. Like I, I started seeing that one in pictures with just giant leaves and I was like, whoa, that's so cool. But most of them just don't appeal to me. And I think I just haven't really learned the culture for them as well as I have with a lot of the other aeroids. So and unless I'm I mean, unless I'm really living under a rock, that's one you don't see variegated forms of really. Anthurium or the regali? Anthuriums. I've been seeing some I think Instagram just shows me some crazy things as it knows, knows what you want yeah. to see. <laughs> I've been seeing some. Like, you know, those crazy mutants out there with the, I've been, yeah, I've definitely been seeing some velvety anthuriums that have var- uh, mutations for variegation, mm. but I think there's, they're okay. less. We can buy a variegated ace of spades for 6k. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So they're out there. And if, if that's out there. Right. Just or a variegated it, pterodactyl for 285. Just give it a few months and it'll. Oh yeah. We'll it'll be able to way. find something if we wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I really felt the same way about most of those variegated alocasia. In the beginning. And now it's like, oh, I traded some of my variegated pedatum for some variegated alocasias in it right. recently. And it was perfectly easy. Ooh, crystalline mint variegated, 1400. Yeah. Wild. They really just look like they got bit by a spider. <laughs> and that's, yeah, I mean, some plants have Crazy. really nasty mm. variegation. Yeah, that's just not the that nice. I like crystalline variegated just looks like half the plant has spider mites. Mm-hmm. But that's $11,000. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the variegation. So that's the difference. It's the variegation in a lot of the alocasias. Like it looks stunning. Like mm-hmm. it really looks clean, especially on the fry deck. It looks really clean. Like love it. That's mm-hmm. an undeniably classy. That's that one's gonna stick around. I just oh, yeah. know it will. Um, yeah, because people can't keep them alive, so they can't keep buying more. But even I think maybe it's the black velvet can get look kind of gross. Like it looks like it's just sad sometimes. The variegated one. Oh, like yeah. a strawberry shake. Yeah. Yeah, the strawberry shakes. I was really, there was, there was only a brief moment where I was like, oh, I'll try a strawberry shake. And I, and I traded for one and then it's just never performed that well for me. It always puts out pure white leaves. You still have it. Yes. It's on the, on the deck. Uh, that, there was an eye roll in there, folks. <laughs> I'll try, I'm trying to grow it out, but it just won't cooperate. And I've tried it in Lekka and it's in soil now and been outside and it's like really, really stuck and not moving, but. That's my, the, th- the point I wanted to make is like the strawberry shake was, I feel like a really powerful trend and I feel like not, it's not that big anymore. Am I wrong about that? I mean, I mean it's no. down in price. Yeah. Down people aren't more available to everybody else. What are they? 25 bucks? No, 
you can get a small plant. Maybe. I mean, all of our cutting, all of the philodendron princesses or whatever, white princess, pink princess, white royalty. Like they, yeah, that, that whole thing went through a phase. It's it's all been tissue cultured out and we can access it through the nursery, through our growers. Now we can get it. Five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I wanted to say. That's another trend. That's what, yeah. Like that's its own trend of the two years of everyone hunting down pink princesses and paying outrageous. I was a part of an actual like pink princess Facebook group. Like that's all it was, was people selling fake princesses. And it was like $120 for a cutting. And I was so tempted. I never did it. I was so tempted. I was like, I'm just going to do it. Kaylin wants one. I want one. We're just going to do it. And I'm going like, to grow it out and give her one and whatever. But yeah, I ended up getting a baby for like 40, which I think that's about the, mo- at the time, amount of- at the time was an awesome price, but I paid like $80 for mine in 2019. But then I got cuttings from a friend and Wait, those how much did you pay in 2019? About $80 that's for a crazy, princess. Mm-hmm. but it was this little baby one. Right. Yeah. And but it wasn't, a, can- it wasn't a very good, like the genetics were not that good. And then I, the same one you have now. No, okay. I quickly got these cuttings that I currently still am growing from a friend and because I, I found the pink princess on the internet right around when they were 40 to 60 bucks for a plant. Mm-hmm. So they had, were going up, but then I was like watching and they kept going up and then they like capped at 250 and I was like, oh, you just want this pink fucking variegation. It's so <laughs> weird. Like, I feel like there were some at places and I'm sure this is still true where the plant trends, they change so fast that certain growers, like they don't even realize the price has gone way, way up. Right. And so like certain nurseries were still selling beautiful pink princesses for like $40 for a six inch full pot. Mm-hmm. And that was when things were going crazy during the pandemic. That's when you got to go out and buy your plants. Right. But yeah, it'd be interesting to do like a poll on our Facebook or like aggregate the data of during the wishlist Wednesday or whatever and see which plants cycle. No, right now it's Tycons. Right now it's Tycons. Everyone's asking for Tycons on wishlist Wednesday. Wow. Big ask, big ask. <laughs> we've got some beautiful ones at Highland Nursery right now. I will say that we've got they're they came in just are gorgeous. they seventy five dollars? No, they're one hundred and fifty dollars. But they're <gasps> they're big and there are multiple plants in a pot and they have excellent variegation. So mm-hmm. you know, when you say big, what I'm size? Six inch pot with fenestrated leaves. Oh, nice, like plate good. size or bigger than plate size? What a plate. Some have plate size okay. to bigger than plate size leaves. Okay. So I was really psyched about that. I mean, that's, that's something that you know. It, it didn't make sense in the past for us to source that as a, the nursery just isn't, doesn't have the focus on rare stuff. We stick to the bread and butter plants that constantly, you know, are a good source of constant income. Mm-hmm. But it's the same with some of the royalty philodendron family. And they've just, they're, they're more available now. They're, they've gone through tissue culture and they're available. Right. I've seen interest on albos go down because the prices locally are dropping. Ah. People still want them, but like but they don't want to. You spend. can't spend two. You can't charge two fifty for a thing anymore. Right, it's a big plant, which I'm sad about because I propagated eighteen plants this spring and I wanted to sell them all for two fifty and make five thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, what is the saying? Like people make plans and the universe laughs. Something like that. Sure. Yeah, I didn't make forty five hundred dollars off them, but I was able to sell them at more or less reasonable prices. Yeah. I think part of it is just like because all of these new varieties are hitting like hitting the web, like hitting blogs and social media sites 
it's like we now have the orange princess and the persimmon princess and we have all of persimmon princess Mm -hmm. it's like a (laughs) oh god i don't even know what honestly i don't even know what the parentage is of that one and which plant we're looking at that's being mutated prince of orange it is and i i don't know looks like a fucking prince i think the the very or the orange princess looks cooler i'm not sure i think it's the same exact species as the pink princess but it just somehow has Ooh, the persimmon princess on etsy this small four inch pot is uh 695 good lord yeah 695 dollars how much are the um variegated spiritus sanctis oh my god it's a whole nother plant make me look that up oh yeah sorry i mean this is turning into like but but it is interesting like this is just stuff that i've been seeing out there and what was that hoya we were talking about in the last episode that was like crazy the like super splash carnosa compacta is that what it was oh, like the silver uh, one variegated compacta silver okay it's outer variegate margin mm-hmm. marginata variegated with hyper splash sort mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. how much is that do you do you know have like a ballpark i haven't even seen it offered okay so if we're looking lot. at a variegated spirit of sancti fifteen thousand dollars from monstera x Okay. Um, I need to get back on Monstera X. I remember at one point I was like, once this I have one is variegated fifty dollars. Once I have variegated fried X, I'm going to start auctioning them on Monstera X because they go for like three hundred on there. Mm. Reddit, um, Reddit says they go for about fifteen grand. Wow. Still, the variegated spiritus, but the regular ones are like. March. I remember when the regular ones yeah. were selling for like mm-hmm. fourteen grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think those have come way down. I think like. I would be okay growing a spirit of sancti. Maybe we should source one, you guys. I'm not Less spending that one. much. No, no, no. I'm just a regular spirit of sancti. Oh, what are those? Fifty bucks. Yeah, I think they're. We could probably trade for one. We probably one of us could probably trade for one. I didn't even think to ask for that one. But like, as far as the the one Hoya that I can talk about, as far as crazy price is the inner variegated Polynera. Oh yeah, and auctions for a single node cutting two leaf starts usually around five hundred dollars. And I've seen I've seen upwards cool? of twenty five hundred. Like, do you feel like they? I do, do like them. Aesthetic. I do like them more than the outer variegated. Okay. But I'm fine to just wait. I am or maybe too. I'll get lucky and my polyner will just do it on its own. Maybe that's what we do. Do we chop up polyners? And I mean, we've done, I've done that. I don't know. You've been around since I've been lucky. But. Depending on what size spirit of sancti you get, you can get a plantlet for like 85. That's in its tissue culture packaging or a oh, so you're taking plant the risk. for like 250. I bet we can... F- I bet we could find one for a better deal if we just asked like around or we the can local just one local. So they get their tissue cultures out a little bit yeah, more. And right. in a year we can get them for 20 bucks. I mean, I saw someone with a spirit of saying D in at one of the Duluth plant swaps. Like no way. from t- that, there's some somebody that's doing tissue culture up in the northern city in here in Minnesota, which is just a smaller city compared to the Minneapolis. It's three and a half hours area here. Two and a half on the. Yes. Uh, but the point is like it's not the main metropolis it's not the main city city in this state but there are still people up there that have like sourced out pretty rare stuff and are tissue culturing up there and and then drew started his nursery up up there recently too my friend drew and he's got a ton of really cool stuff so i will say cool stuff if they'd show up to my house to buy some of my plants some of your pilots Pilea, Pilea, oh my god, says. you guys! Sorry, Drew, if you're listening. I, uh, I'm gonna make so many brevimosas because I have a fucking shrub. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> join the club. Out of control. But I love. Seeing, I'm gonna have to sell them for ten bucks because that's how many I'm gonna have. I love seeing random people 
that know Kaylin posting pictures of their Brevermosa because I know it came from me. It came from my and plant originally. It came from Adam's. Yeah. Um, yeah, Catherine has one now. Mackie has one. Mm-hmm. Jen, Jen, your plant is in my basement still. Come <laughs> get it. It's like tripled in size and it's like, I don't, I don't have any poles to give it. So it's just like growing horizontally. Yeah. That's it's okay. Like a did foot you, long. Did you see yeah, Mackie's? He entered into the fair. fair. It today. Nice. Yeah. Saw today in person. It's got real big yeah, leaves. I wish I would have had time to bring plants to the state fair. This always happens to me in, in August when I'm like, it would be so fun. August is so busy. It's Why just, is August is, so busy? And this is always like a horrible week for me. So I will never be able to, I will never be able to go like to our meetup where we hang out and go look at plants. I'll never be able to so enter. Sad. I know it's in the middle of our auditions and stuff. You so know, um, totally getting off topic. Tonka Dell's having a plants, um, plant, not sale show. What's it called? Plant swap. No, the contest. They're, they're doing their own plant show. Potted plant show. And oh. they're going to give out awards. But it's on the day of our garage sale. Yep. I'm already selling plants, bitches. I can't go. Oh, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Right. That's all right, though. Okay, back on topic. Variegated Brevermosas? No, it's already pink and black. You can't get more perfect than that. Oh, you can get more perfect. You cannot get more perfect than that. Maybe if they were glittery, like Edward Cullen. They kind of are glittery. No, they're not. What if... So, what plant trends have you fallen for? Ooh, I bought a Rio for 50 bucks the day after my niece was born and I had to photograph her birth and take her placenta home. (laughs) Wow, that was a lot of information. I'm not even going to ask questions about that. Christine and I, we we should have just bought one, split it, 25 bucks each. Instead, I was like, my sister has to pay me for these birth photos. I bought a Rio and I regret it. It's only $49. I regret it. Most I've spent on a plant. If I fall in, I have the plant. It's great. I don't know. If, I don't know. Like if there was a point when plants were like hard trending, maybe like the, I spent a good amount on my Florida beauties. Originally I imported two Florida beauty from two Florida beauty, two Florida beauties. <laughs> beauties. Okay. Florida's beauties. <laughs> two Florida beauty. I <laughs> the beauty. Quanti- uh, Florida beauty quantity two time two. I, we're going to make our own hybrid. and It's going to be Florida beauty. I with what? I don't know. Okay. Pedatum, a, a variegated pedatum and a variegated Florida beauty. Won't that just be a Florida beauty? <laughs> <laughs> just looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned today that uh, pedatum glad hands is just a different cultivar of pedatum. Yeah. Didn't know that. Now I do. Um, they're, they're all super closely related. I would imagine. Like, I look like little friends phylogeny. looking for hugs. Um, what were we even talking? What, what, what trends have you, like, what trends have I fallen to? for? Oh yeah. I, I think I did probably because I bought. Uh, I paid, what did I pay? Like three fifty for each. And you I imported two. two, but it paid off because I totally made all my money back on those Florida beauties. But it was, it was like, oh, I really want one and nobody will trade me one for a Sodoroy. And all I had was Sodoroy <laughs> in the beginning. It was like, I was using the Sodoroy to trade for literally everything. That's how I got my variegated Amidrium, I think. Oh, don't talk to me about Amidriums. <laughs> but the variegated one's so cool. You can get it to grow. It's different. Your Zipolanium. It's different than the Zipolanium. It has two growth points now. And I did not pay attention when it, it doing a runner because, you know, stupid things. So needy. I didn't clip it on the pole in time. So but here we go again. <laughs> I don't know if I don't. The point is, I don't know if the Florida Beauty was like really trending. It was, it was like 2021, I think, that I ordered them. The beginning of 2021. Like, but like we all fell for the begonia maculata like we all went at least 25 dollars right and and, i mean that's not necessarily like trending does not necessarily mean 
expensive. It's right. just true. Yeah, no one was talking about it. Yeah. I got it because someone everyone said, else was talking about it. For me, someone said it was at the Cub in Blaine. So I drove the half hour to go get one and like rushed. I mean, I, I have I fell for a lot of that Costa Farm stuff. Um, I also ran I around spent, to get a Raven's Easy. I was going to say, well, not the mm-hmm. Raven's Easy, but I definitely spent a good like two weeks going to Walmart every single morning, right away in the morning to see if they had Syndapsis Trubii. Oh, the Trubii. Moonlight. That one was bad. Those don't really grow that nicely. Plants. Oh, no, I don't Except have like any the two people who can grow them beautifully with no effort. I don't and get it. Someone in a Facebook group said that the one in Austin, the Walmart in Austin had seven that morning. So I begged my mom to quick go to Walmart and she bought me three. There was like five left she's like do you want all five i was like no i'm not gonna be that person get three because there was two other people up here that wanted them mm-hmm. in our group but yeah that's that was a trend that i feel like there was a moment in time and it was sort of right as i was getting into succulents at the very beginning like way back in 2017 2018 when the pilea peperomioides was, was super like huge. super hot and expensive and rare right and I missed the boat on that one. Like, I didn't even realize. And then I... You want one now? I, I, I definitely, <laughs> definitely... That's the funny thing is I definitely don't want one. Dowlette has exactly. a giant, beautiful one, like a tree of a Pilea peperomioides. And you want to sell it? There's a lady looking to buy one on Facebook. I'm pretty I, sure he does not. I fell for the oh, Maculata thing. Got one. Absolutely love the brand new baby leaves. They are so stinking cute. Probably the cutest or my, one of my favorite baby leaves of a plant ever. Oh, satisfying. But like two weeks later, I was like, I don't want this. Why did I buy this? I think I grew mine for two years. Yeah. It yeah. is a cool plant. If I ever get around to growing it again, I have no, like I would grow it again. Yeah. It was, it was fun, but like they get tall. You can't touch the leaves. They'll fall off. Just needs a lot of, a lot of sun. And I have a bunch of other plants that want a lot of sun. So it's like. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally struggling to think of like a good example of when I just bit hard on a trend. How about that one that you ordered? I mean, they sent you a spent node. Oh, what one was that? You spent too much money on it and it came and it was just. A- I mean, I did buy a one leaf cutting of a billetier and it arrived and it rotted. What about variegated billetier? That's what I'm saying. And that was, but I just don't know, like, because we that were just, hype. we were just saying like my variegated billetier is now is doing well and growing. It grew like a half moon and, and you have what? Six babies? None of the babies worked out very well. <laughs> did they all revert or did they all go white? I've got the two that are happy were the top cuts and they're both putting out green foliage right now. Fuck. But the but I have the bottom cut, which is... Doing fine. Yeah, which is putting out variegated leaves. So I guess you just grow the bottom cut as a plant and never cut it because it's yeah. not really worth it. I'm, I got the money back that I spent on that plant mm-hmm. and now I'm just... I'm not going to try to propagate it anymore because I was propagating it when it was too juvenile and the internode spacing was too tight and I was having poor success because of that. But really, I know the billies can get huge and I just want to let give that a chance. Just right. now that I've now that I feel like I'm allowed mm-hmm. to just be, sit back and be patient with it while it grows rather than the, the you pressure spend your money, make of your money. Like, I got to make back like the couple grand that I just dropped on this bee. Right. Um, like I'm much more and the same with my Burl Marks Flame Monstera, the Dilacerata. That one's finally putting out fenestrated foliage. And this is the first time I've grown plenty of it. I've grown it for years, but I You've always been growing this small. But You've I was always it up. propping it and selling it to make all the money back. So it's been. Did you make your money back on that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, barely. Before it started dropping. Yeah, I was. That's what. But that's why I was like, I just I can't afford to let this thing grow. Because I can't afford to let this thing grow. Yeah, right. I spent too much money on it. Yeah. So 
How many? How big is it now? Is it like a foot tall? The, two feet tall? the Monstera. Um, the, yeah, the Monstera is great. I'll show you guys after we we're done recording. But it's it's probably about foot and, <laughs> like eighteen inches or so. Okay, cool. Because when we pole. were taking care of it, it was just like just little baby leaves that were just like little teardrops. Right. Was it in Lekka when you were taking care of it? Mm, don't remember. Because I switch I switched it to. Soil. Soil. Okay, good. Potting mix before being... Big eye roll from Kaylin there. I'm trying to remember because I was the one in charge of the Lekka plants mm-hmm. and I feel like... I don't remember watering it, so it probably wasn't Lekka. For the winter. And I was left with the all of the really rare fancy plants and I was terrified I was going to break them. <laughs> well, they... Because uh, I had I had the variegated billy. Yeah. I had the Burmark flame. I had the variegated Congo. Congo. Had- <laughs> the variegated Congo <laughs> is, it did put out a leaf with some green. It put out two white leaves and then a leaf with like a splash of green so we're gonna let it keep growing for the time being that's another one that i spent too much money on but i was able to get a bunch of propagations off of it somehow i put i put cakey paste Mm. on the bottom tissue like i cut the bottom few nodes off of the import plant and just like put it in perlite in a ziploc bag and it grew like four Mm. twelve pups and i was able to separate and sell some of those thankfully but those are probably examples of me absolutely falling for trends and just I spent a lot of money on them and it took it was it took it was a lot of tension Mm -hmm. to then sell those things you know which I don't I'm getting I'm I've definitely taken steps to move away from having to depend on income from expensive plants that I bought um but yeah what about you guys have you felt like beyond the the begonia maculata any other trends or what about trends that you haven't fallen for that you've been like i'm watching white this princess i'm watching this trend just come and go because i know better yeah i didn't get into like the white princess white knight that kind of thing i was like eh. although now i have one because adam sent me a cutting adam it's doing great it's rooted it grew a new leaf it's happy and actually when they do have larger foliage they're pretty cool plants so i'm excited to grow it i don't even Find know and she's talking about adam it. not dude uh, yeah. i know too many adams <laughs> i've seen two adams today and i'm talking about a third I had a white princess. I don't even remember where I got it. You got rid of it. You got the cutting at the Newell Park plant swap in 21. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I got my white knight that came from the same place. Yeah. Um, Hoyas haven't fallen for those. <laughs> I don't, I feel like we're, well, like, they're still trending, but we're past the, like, the point when Hoyas were, like, the new craze. Um, uh, are we? Are we? I, I think everyone just acquired all the Hoyas that are easy to get, and now they're just, like, right Tooth okay. and what is it? Tooth and tooth and neck? Tooth and what? What do you uh, say? Neck, tooth and uh, the clawing okay. and scratching for all the all right. gonna, harder to get Hoyas. Yeah. Because like um, there was a whole thing of, again, Costa Farms had their a- angel hanging basket things. And so it had. Um, Stralis Lisa. No, it was like Carnosa Crimson Princess. Oh. There was a Bert, Britannii, but it actually was a, not the Britannii. It was something different. I feel like I've seen I'm that one at Cub Foods. Yep. Um, Grocery store. Oh, string of turtles. That just reminded me. That was a huge. Oh, string of pearls. I, no, turtles. Turtles. Ooh, both of I those. I bought four 12-inch pots the day Tonka Dale got them, and it was $48. <laughs> but I had two I coupons, so that. it was only eight. I did that, too. Okay, I totally. Buy four? Well, wait, did I go and buy? I think, actually, I got mine from... <gasps> No, I got my string of turtles from Orchids Limited. They oh, had it growing on the walls in there. And I was like, hey, you have string of turtles. And they were like trending hard. And they were like, the folks at Orchids Limited in Plymouth were like, yeah, is that you? That's something that you want? Because it was just like a weed. The mm-hmm. pepperoni prostrata was just like growing like a weed. And they like ripped some off the wall and put it in a bag and sold it to me for $5. Wow, they sold it to you? I would have just given you a well, I mean, 
I, they're a business. I hopped on the string of turtle train a little late because I found one in North Carolina and like we had gone to North Carolina to visit Adrian's family and the one there at a Lowe's, we just stopped. It was like giant, giant, giant leaves. And like, I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. Um, string of hearts. That was one string of pearls was like, that was variegated hard to... string of pearls, yeah. variegated string of hearts. I mean, I just, I love, I'm really, I'm kind of falling back in love with string of pearls. I love string of pearls. I love variegated string of pearls. I love string of hearts. I love variegated string of hearts. My silver glory. I took it to the state fair. It's five feet long. Mm, I will I actually, that too. while we're on that, all of the string ofs had a hot moment. Everyone was obsessed with dolphins. Yeah. Everyone was obsessed <laughs> with bananas. I, I'm kind of sad I got rid of my bananas. Bananas was the easiest one to grow for me. Yeah. I, it, those are, They're are so those, satisfying. are those all the string of dolphins, the string of Banana, string of tears, string of watermelon, string of hearts, or no, string of pearls, not hearts. Are those all, they're all in the same genus, right? Yeah, but they have different species. So it's like Rolianus yeah. is the yeah. string of pearls, Peregrinus is the dolphins, um, Harianus, that's the <laughs> fucking name for watermelons or something. Harry wow, I would, I would be surprised if Isn't that's... Isn't watermelons a peperomia? No. No. Oh, the turtles is. Yeah. Yeah, string of turtles is peperomia and prostrata. And then my favorite is bananas is radicans. Yeah, radicans, Serapegia yeah. um, woody eyes, mm-hmm. string of hearts. But are they um, all, although they're reclassifying are, it to Serapegia linearis, Senesio, or do they change? They're all Senesio. They change that. Um, no, there's they're, 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 some of them are being weird. Oh, like they're, they might not all some be. Some of them Senesio. are like Curio and Kleinia. Yeah, Curio. Um, yeah, I just don't. I know some of the Senesio genus got mixed around and then mixed back in because I think gotcha. pearls might be Curio rolianus now. Okay, but the point is. You guys are laughing. I know all these fucking no, names, but this is I just made a of plant parenthood where I had a little study guide and I would write down every plant I got with the scientific name. I wrote down its care instructions. And I kept it in a binder and I still have it. And it was on purple legal pad. So Christine knows I like those. I mean, you what? could sell that thing well, and make copies. No, I was laughing because what's the species name again? Harianus. Well, the other one. Rolianus. Rolianus. I think I would pronounce it Rolianus. Rolianus. Yeah. If I were given a choice. It's like the year. If you had to... Uh, Say it on camera. Which, you know, might happen sometime in the future if I go back on the news and do a string of things episode. Yeah. Um, with the local news. I'll just make sure I really practice pronouncing those you ones. Know, it's too bad we don't want to announce our plant group via the uh news channel because we could use your reach to get new people in our plant group. We could. I do not want that. <laughs> you could use your reach to promote the show. Yeah, you yeah. could put them on our podcast, be like, Hi, I'm Adam of like- where we grow or what are we? Oh my god, that's <laughs> Nicole and Brandon's shit. What's my podcast Stop called? Advertising that crap. Uh, uh, rough around the hedges. No, I was gonna say like you just have to be careful like with what plants you bring in because sometimes the the announcer would be like, and I see here you have a string of pearls also known as Senesio Harry Anus. That's the watermelons. And then they're and then you make them say it like I brought. I brought a calamondin into the first episode that I did, her new segment, and they were calling it Orange Bush. Mm. And they kept saying Orange Bush over and over again. Your orange that bush sounds like a hilarious here. prank to play. I mean, it was accidental. What and you I, should do is you should bring a couple pine trees in because, you know, their genus is P-I-N-U-S and see how they pronounce that. <laughs> I really I hope just, that the producer doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, he's in the plants. <laughs> but yes. Um, what are we talking about? Plant trends. Great. Plant trends. Um, I would say begonias don't trend beyond the uh, angel wing, but what? I want them to. I think in the hot, in the Facebook group mm. though, there was a hot 
week of everyone yeah, a week. With begonians. Then it stopped. Oh, like there's I tried to there. sell some and they're like, nah. No, I remember a point in time when like some popular plant tubers were plant tuber. Yeah, like the plant YouTube it. folk. No, I get it. I just hate it. It's like plant talk. I hate it. Okay, well, I'm gonna refer to them <laughs> as plant YouTube folk. Yeah, you have a plant Instagram, bitch. Plant influencers. Plant influencers. Can I at least finish what I'm trying no. to say? You guys are terrible. Maybe plant influencing so is gonna be terrible. trendy. <laughs> no, um, but I just remember a period of time seeing like popular f- folks collecting begonias and keeping them in little like plastic domes mm-hmm. and all kinds of different begonias from like, oh shoot, there's like a popular ugh, seller and I can't remember the name. It's like some big shop that was specializing in begonias. Leaves. Steve Lee absolutely specializes in begonias, but there were other like online shops mm-hmm. that started really pushing begonias. I want to say in like 2021 or around then. I want to see some cool leaves on begonias. Follow Begina Begonia on Instagram. Begina Begonia. Mm-mm. It's Begina because it says in her info, Begina pronounced like vagina. Huh. But why would you choose that if you could make your channel... Can we make a channel called Begin a Begonia? For like beginners? No, for like beginning a Begonia. Are you mad journey. it's actually pronounced Begina? No, I'm mad that because I always thought Begin a Begonia name? would be like such a cute name for a, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. care. Um, <laughs> it, I just feel like there, there was at least a period of time where I was more actively watching people that were growing plants and collecting plants on YouTube. And I was seeing them with like, like tending to their little begonias in pods, you know, and trying mm-hmm. to propagate them that way. But <laughs> yeah, but China. <laughs> I like, pulled it up again. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I never looked at your bio. I never looked at your bio, Maggie Hellis, vagina begonia. I'm sorry. I've always been calling you begin a begonia, and that's my bad. <laughs> always trading. We could trade. We could, we could trade her some stuff. We could get the Darth Vaderiana. Is that one you want? It's cool. What does that one look like? It's all black with white margins. Oh, mm. I'm trying to think of like, there are some begonias out there that I would be interested in growing. Oh, here it is. That's pretty cool. I like an it angel. It's kind of like an angel wing. Scientific name. Let me see. Darth Vaderiana. Oh no, there's mm. an orchid too. That's I guess like more of a lime green margin. Mm. There's an orchid out there too with Darth Vader in the scientific name. Because it's, it's I like still want its bloom is like it looks like Vader's helmet. Looks like this, the pink one. Um, j- 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 jink. No. I don't know, Kaylin. I, I mean, there's a lot of begonias out there. Mm-hmm. And I think one that looks like that. Mm-hmm. Showed Adam. Um, Ooh, ferox. That's one I want. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like there are plants, but there are also just super underrepresented genus. I let, like ge- generous. Genera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super underrepresented genera because... What about like ferns? Has there ever been a trending? I mean, besides maybe that blue oil fern. I know that that one has garnered some popularity. The Microsorum thailandicum. But not in anywhere the same level as any of the aeroids or Hoya. I think with us being in Minnesota, just naturally, it's a lot harder to grow ferns successfully. I don't know. Like some of the some of the begonias are like super. Yeah picky but i mean that doesn't even i mean, I guess there are those ones we talked about like the variegated fiddle leaf like that's just the ficus that's mm-hmm. and i want i would say also the shivriana elastica Ooh, yeah like that's one four hundred dollars yeah they were really expensive and they're cool but now they're more available it's begonia ju it's like julau or something julau i've heard of that one before um but i'm trying julau. to think guys what are some other like underrepresented genus genera i can't say that 
that maybe have had a like a moment in the spotlight be outside of Hoya and Erasi. Oh, you know, an underrated plant that has not had its time in the spotlight is Divinbachia. Oh, I mean, some cool foliage foliage on those guys. Yeah, I mean, those are aeroids too, I guess. Yeah, those are aeroids as well. But I guess we did talk about like string of pearls and string of. There's a genus that reminds me of Alocasia. I'm going to have to look it up now that I was like, I've never heard of this before. It looks amazing. I want to try it. Is it like a hapaline hap, uh, appendectomy? I think it's like a P. What did you have taken out? Hapaline. <laughs> <laughs> There's a cool, really cool genus. It looks like a, um, kind of like a syngonium, like a cross between a syngonium and a uh, alocasia. And it's called hapaline or hapaline. There's some sweet, sweet varieties out there. And then also like the adelonemas, the hamalaminas. Some of those are pretty awesome. Oh, hamalaminas. Yeah. Yes. I want yeah. just the regular plain green one because it looks like my gigantium. They sell them at like box stores. They're rubicins. Yeah, they're rubicins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I could ever find one. Yeah, I've I seen. never find one. I think I, I saw them. I think I saw them at a um, Trader Joe's or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the haplines look like straight yeah, up. Yeah, they had like the pink slash hamalaminas. And I'm just like, can we get the regular ones, please? But no, those those hapalines, they're mm-hmm. like they look like a plant that could absolutely make a splash in like that one. Yeah. Oh, that just looks like a dragon's breath. Hapaline silver. Yeah. Yeah. There's some cool ones with like ver- modeling too. Those uh, something mm-hmm. we could get for decent price. I just feel like they're not mar- on the market. They're not on the market. Or they're they're not commercially available. They, you'd have to import. They come from like Borneo, I want to say. And what about pipers, you guys? Pipers have made a kind of an impact, I think. Like. It, it was going from like not even being on anyone's radar to quite a few people, I think, are growing them now. Maybe, but I don't think they ever had like a moment where people were oh. running to Home Depot to buy out the album. Right, stock. right, right. Oh, the, um, um, oh, what's the one I'm thinking of? The, um, the begonia vine. This is discolor. That one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is an Amazonia. I mean, we're kind of reaching further into like a little bit further beyond because, of course, the, there are those big ones and they're often representative of the aeroid family, right? Different representatives from the aeroid family that really come in there and everybody wants one, like a Monstera elbow or a tie um, that have just been around for so long and they've just become an icon, like iconic a little bit of the more... Even non-plant parents know that that's a plant to have, yeah, right? Yeah. I will say that is probably the one trend I didn't fall for. Really? It's not no the elbow not mm. spending a stupid amount of money for elbow. What did you spend on yours? Free really zero dollars. Yeah. I'm only in the positive with that one. So sweet. Yeah, I, I spent a hundred dollars on mine. Collect royalties, and then Tom buying the twenty five dollar Tycon. Hey, he's had that thing for years. Remember when he threw half of it away before moving to from Chicago to the city? <laughs> yeah, before they were popular. Yeah, had to cut it back to fit in the car, and he just threw it away. Took a top cut and off to Minneapolis. What about beyond? Or I mean, I don't know how much time we really have left on this episode, but yeah. um, what about beyond? Do we want to talk about anything beyond plants beyond. themselves? I mean, we sort of talked about grow tents and cabinets oh, a little bit. Um, but- Halo lights. Um, yeah, the halo lights can go to hell. <laughs> the um, moisture meters. People hopefully will realize that those are garbage. Garbage. Yep, don't work. I don't know that those have really been trending. No. What about carnivorous plants? I mean, I said pings. we're, getting, oh, we're getting away from... Things are trending. Yeah. They're yeah. so cute, but I don't have it in me to learn a new genus right now. Right. I'm learning them. I'm learning some yeah. new genus. Yeah. Genera. Nicole Larson Gross has some fucking sweet little pings. Go check her out. Her pings. The lavender ones are really cute. Mm. Those are the ones that will probably get me she into had, like, pings. like the Gigantia that she posted yeah. recently that covers like the top of this booby pot. And I was like, oh my God, 
that's so perfect. Do you guys know that there are perennial, like hardy carniv- carnivores? Mm-hmm. Carnivorous plants, yeah. the Saracenias. They're like bog plants and they can live outside here. I believe here? in our zone. I think so. But my dad was talking to me about how they're looking at redoing the zones in the US because of global warming and it's getting so hot. Yeah. I've I've heard people talking about that, but it's it's usually they just add more like we're zone four B now. We used to be four. I mean, that's a, only a five that sort of thing. The zones are only a ten 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 dollar uh ten degree difference. So four A, four B is only a five degree difference. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like they could do that if they were in denial about climate change. They could just keep adding another letter. <laughs> then, no, no, no. Then you're breaking it down even further. For A.5. Yeah. For A.1, part, part, part 2. No, they wouldn't do that. that right. That's, yeah. <laughs> no, I no, think that's that, not how it's... That's really scary that that has to be something we're thinking about at mm-hmm. this point in time. Oh, no, what's scary is no one's doing a fucking thing about it. People are trying. I mean, there are groups. Yeah, they're trying, but we can't pass any legislation. We can't control corporations who are fucking planet. And, you know, that's also like, you know, 10% of the reason I don't want to have children is because I don't have to worry about these offspring of mine in the world that's on fire. You know what people are doing? Instead of solving the problem, they're changing the climate zone, which is sad. (laughs) Oh, this this will make it better. (laughs) What's that called? Gerrymandering five. We're just going to redraw the map. Oh, gerrymandering. Yeah, that's why oh, yeah. we are getting off topic and you're getting me all worked up here. Sorry I mean, for the if, political tangent. I mean, legislation to a certain ex- extent, I'm sure, impacts the commercial plant market. But what's trending? What's not trending? But I do feel like carnivorous plants are. Yeah, are absolutely. And I think that, though, with a lot of these, almost every single plant we brought up today, I feel like for years, if not decades, there have been niche communities that have, you know, specialized in growing. Right. these plants for, for much longer than they've been in the sort of public perception, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting. And it's good because it provides like a, a sort of cornerstone and foundation where we can draw from. If we're like getting, if, if there's like this new trending plant, we can kind of oftentimes find information about how to grow it. If we like go into the Reddit that has been like talking about carnivorous plants for two decades. Right. You know? The Reddit's been around for two decades. Talking about carnivorous plants. Mm-hmm. I always find the shitty Reddit articles that are like, maybe you do this. <laughs> it's like half right. Anyway, if our listeners have any plant products or plant accessories or plants themselves that they feel were trendy now and not trendy, then if you want to throw us a line, you can comment on our Instagram post or join the discard and we can talk about it in the episode chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we head out, let's let's pick our plant of the week. Mm, I knew this was coming. <laughs> and I wasn't no, I was like mumble reaction. I'm bring up plant of the week, and then I don't have to think about what plant is plant of the week. And it's yeah. hard because I'm not at my house right now, so well, I forget what plants I have. I'm at my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, your plant of the week's your berberosa. So I would say my plant of the week actually might be my only anthurium. You guys know what my only anthurium is? The, the only one that I would ever consider getting the queen. My queen Ethereum put out a beautiful new leaf. The first one that it's put out since I put it outside. And I'm hoping this extreme heat doesn't just like somehow make the leaf uh, non-viable. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's probably, I'll, I'll stick with that one as my plant of the week. Even though it's got some yellow leaves, I got to trim them off. But the new leaf is making it, making it worth it. Did I pick plant of the week as my glad hands recently? Not yeah. yet. Well, plant of the week for me is going to be my philodendron glad hands. I have five or six cuttings that I put in an eight inch pot. And he's grown up probably two feet now. He's got these wonky ass little shaped leaves. And I took him to the State Fair plant show this morning. So we're going to see if he gets any ribbons for me. 
Look at ribbons. I, don't, I mean, it's oh, it's in the aeroid category, and they only give out three ribbons. Oh. And then they pick, you know, best of category or whatever. So, like, there's really only one of one of three options, and it's a tough category. So, you'd have okay. to be really good. But we're going to see. He's, he's number one in my heart. <laughs> that's, what, that's what counts. I can't see? decide between two. Well, if we record two episodes, then you can have one in each. That's fair. <laughs> I was going to show you guys Nobody's pictures and have you pick that. for me. We should pick each other's plans. Okay, okay. Nobody knows um, we record two episodes. We, and we, end each, we end each episode by picking each other's plans of the week. I mean, if we did it like a tour of your house, Christine, and I could probably vote on it. But like that's, is it Snow Queen Hoya? Like I've been staring at him across the room. The Latifolia Snow Queen. should be crushing it. Yeah, yeah. Latifolia is going ass leaves. I think I'll do mine as my Florida beauties. That from Adam, I got one from Adam, and I bought one Mm -hmm. um, back in the Florida beauty craze. I managed to buy a cutting for twenty five dollars, and that was insane. (gasps) I remember that. Yeah, Um, they're still very small, but I have them both in the same pot, and they're just being very cute. That has some good variegation. It's a nice color to them yet. I'm hoping little tampons. I just recently put them in soil, so I'm hoping they start sizing up fast. (laughs) Little tampons. So rude. <laughs> you can't are. just be rude about someone's plant of the week. I'm not. It's the leaf shape. It's not rude. <laughs> Anywho. Well, I'm trying to insult Christine's Florida beauties. Do we have any other like PSAs? Like anything else we want to join our Discord? We have shirts. Oh, yeah. We got merch. We have, rem- oh, we have stickers um, that we haven't decided what we're doing. They with them may yet. or may not be holographic. They may or may not be holographic. We won't tell you. They are holographic. There's three options. Matte, glossy, and holographic. I put them on our story. People know that we have holographic stickers now. Yeah, if you want to... Whether or not they're free or not, we got to figure that out. For running an awesome podcast, we will send you some stickers. You have... You can get Jar of Possibilities. Yeah, I'll... Weird looking green plant. sticker. I took... I know. That's (laughs) a really fantastic sticker. You can put it on your Jar of Possibilities. I know. I'm going to need five more. I have five Um, jars of possibilities. Yes, I will work on getting like a highlight, a story highlight or something of all the different sticker options. If you send us a donation, make sure you put in there what sticker you would like and uh, an address that you're okay with me sending stuff to. And we will go from there. Maybe some shit. Yeah. Mm. As a thank you, maybe we'll all sign a little thank you or sign the back of the sticker. Well, then you just throw the back of the sticker in the car. I know. <laughs> Depends. If you get five or more stickers, we'll sign a thing. You only get one sticker. It's too much coordination for one sticker. <laughs> I like the packs of stickers. The packs of stickers. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're but, still very much like in experimental phases of but, how many stickers do we give out, how much sure. donation and all that stuff. Yeah, we need a we want to start a sticker club. Right. Like, do we want to say, oh. Like, we can then we have to like a, start a Patreon or we something. We can start a whole new like podcast and just talk about we stickers. Could get, we could get stickers that say <laughs> that inappropriate word I said in the last podcast. Just I mean, kidding. just kidding. I wanted to say it we're again. We're not saying it again. Yeah, we're not going to say uh, that one again right now. Uh, the point is, we got beautiful, beautiful, pretty, dazzling holographic stickers. And and we have a thread list now. I have not linked that quite yet, but oh, maybe by the time t-shirts. this posts, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a thread list where you can get some shirts. We're getting t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. They say stay rough. Yeah. And they also say our... No, that's on the back. And that's only for... That's only for... group members. Whoa. Oh. Whoa, that's exclusive AF. I mean, if we're not going to trade plants with everybody. If someone goes on the thread list, they can buy that. So true. (laughs) That's true. That's only for our plant group. The point is, I mean, I'm not sure what the point is. What's (laughs) our point? With one of us is a trade with all of us, but only for us. That's our point. Group, (laughs) but only if you're one of us. Our our point is so that doesn't make sense. Yeah, (laughs) the point is we appreciate all of your support, everyone out there, even if you're just like 
tuning in or leaving a comment or leaving us a good review. We appreciate all of that. Do more. Yeah. And please um, <laughs> share the podcast with your friends. Yeah. And we want to hear like we want to get more people involved in the discord. Yeah. And we love hearing from people, especially if you've got ideas for topics or like what you want to hear us talk about. That's always super helpful. Ooh, I, a shout out to Cassandra and Pam, who are super active in the discord. You go. Yeah, you're awesome. I do want at some point I would love to have a channel on the discord that is specifically plant questions or plant advice. And we could have a reoccurring plant advice segment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be mm. sick. My guess is your plant needs more light. Yeah, Kayla always say light. Yep. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> well, Thanks for hanging out with us this week. It was a pleasure being here with you and yeah. you and you. <laughs> <laughs> and we will catch you all in the next episode. Stay rough. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone.